Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Unbeknownst, happening or existing without the knowledge of someone specified, usually used with two. Not known or not no, not well known, unknown. There we go. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst, unbeknownst right. to. Yeah, and and that's that's what was the most important thing. It's unbeknownst to is that there is a third party or even a second party of someone that has to not know it. Yes, exactly. it's not it's not something that that is unknown to all. It is something unknown to a person. And I I kind of kept hitting on unbeknownst to me. I don't know why that huh. just got stuck in my head, but to me was the. Uh, the word i followed me you know two with okay so did your game focus uh, how did that evolve into a game so i have like three ideas um okay. sit this turn out is what i wrote in quotes was where hmm. one player is out of the game they're basically not making any actions and they're also not able to see or hear what's going on and then everybody else gets to make some sort of plans that that one player doesn't know so it could be how they're going to sabotage them or it could be things that they just don't want them to know that they're going to do but it's a competitive game where once basically the turn goes around and on your turn you're just out so you leave the room or whatever i don't know how it could be physically done with the game but Mm -hmm. if maybe if there was discussion that wasn't verbal and it was shown maybe the person just doesn't look or whatever but I was trying to think of what happens if there's five players, one of them is out, we do all these, talk about all these things, and then we do them, you know, maybe once, and then and then the next person is out. What's neat there is you have one person who's new and one person who's gone, and you have to start lying a little bit, because you don't want to talk about what you did when the one was out. Mm-hmm. Um because they, they're now getting this information. So there's this... I'm trying to figure out how that would play out. And I feel like there'd be the really interesting half-truth things going around in this circle. And, hmm. and like, who's lying and who's going along with somebody and who's ratting somebody out right in front of somebody. And I don't know. So I, I was trying to think of how that could work and what that means and, and where the truth and the lies kind of would happen. Interesting. Uh, that's kind of happening with the 18-card uh, um, hidden role game that I'm designing right now, Very where where you deal out all these cards, um, you look at them, put them face down, and then on your turn, you pick someone else's card. So you know what card you took from them. They don't know what card of theirs is missing. Okay. And so, and then you can put that card in any of these three piles and you can lie about what you saw or, or what, um, yeah, you can lie about what you saw, what your card is, or, or you could lie about what cards you had initially. And so when they take cards, I don't know, something happens. So, um, (laughs) that's like, yeah, like my line that unbeknownst to me was, was sort of like that with just like a Hanabi style thing where I don't mm -hmm. know, you know, but it's unbeknownst to me. Yeah. Oh man, I've been trying to get some kind of Hanabi style turn cards out <laughs> game, and it is, it is, yeah, it's because everyone has that information except you, yeah, and so cool. how do you how do you make that work so that there's this um, amazing amount of knowledge, 
every, the majority of people know these cards. It's just that the person who has to act doesn't know. Well, it's interesting because there was a time, and we're probably going back like three or four years, where it's kind of like now like people have a game and they're like, well, we need to make it a little meatier. And they'll say, all right, well, instead of drawing cards, you draft cards. And it's just like, mm. well, well, where's that coming into play? Like, why are you drafting cards? And what's important about me seeing a card and passing it to you? And it's like, well, right. I just wanted to make, give it a little bit of more meat to it. So mm. for a couple of years ago, there was the, we're just going to flip the cards around. And like so many <laughs> like prototypes that I saw did that and it had no connection to the game. And like, mm-hmm. they, it was so secondary. And I feel like it needs to be the, the most important thing. Right. Yeah, in Hanabi, it has it has no explanation on on why you can't see your own cards. Yeah, so, it's also a game about I think fireworks. It, yeah, lot... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you my other idea if you want before. Okay, yeah. yeah, go ahead. So my other one was was very different, and I don't even know how to pull this off. And it's really just unbeknownst is one part of a bigger picture. And I said it was a like a whimsical storytelling sort of game, but it was done through gaming. And what it was essentially was almost like a Mad Lib of a turn where you have a bunch of cards and someone's going to say, read this little Mad Lib thing out and fill in the blanks with their cards. And it was, the line that I had was, unbeknownst to player two, there was a dragon to the west. And what that means is way before that happens, I pass out cards that say you know, prepare for dragon to everybody but player two. And then later Mm. in the game, they all know about this and they're all arming up or whatever they're doing. I say, unbeknownst to player two, there was a dragon to the West. So now player two learns there's a dragon to the West, but we all knew the entire time. And the Mm. Mad Lib part of it is unbeknownst to blank, we're going to fill in somebody. There was a blank, which is a card and then a location on the board. So Mm. you could, it can be different every t- every single time you play. Unbeknownst to all players but me, you know, there was a treasure chest uh, on the south end. Um, hmm. But then I thought of all these other, like, prompts that need a card and a player associated with it. And it was just a, a fill-in-the-blank Mad Lib-style prompt to a turn, but done in a evolving story sort of way. And I couldn't think of any other examples um, as I was doing this, but it would just be like... Um, you know, on the third uh, turn, you know, like, and it would be on the blank turn, and you fill in this with some sort of uh, card or number, or whatever. Um, hmm. you know, so and so does something, and it's it's sort of storytelling, but it's not. I mean, you're really just playing cards to it, mm-hmm. and that's where I got with it. I mean, that sounds a lot like uh, Spyfall, where everyone knows where they are. Except for the spy, yeah, that, the problem, that's yeah. perfect for this word. <laughs> yeah, so the problem I have with with Spyfall is that like it is, it is moments, it is majority silence. One person asks a question and then an answer, and then it is silent for until the next turn, and it is it is so frustrating. Is and that so, how you yeah, guys like, play? We are very loud. I mean, <laughs> you're really loud. Like, I'm always afraid of, like, giving away too much information because it needs to be secret. Um, so. We're loud in that we basically all make declarations of everybody after every turn, essentially. Got it. Okay. It's, that, it's more of a, that makes sense. It's more of a meta loud than an in-game right. loud. That makes more sense. But that's, well, a uh, lot of... that's, that's like, 
my big thing with Spyfall is that there's one map or one map of all the locations on the board mm-hmm. and the only person who needs to see that is the spy. So I'm watching people's eyes and the game is broken at that point. Yep. Yeah, and so and so the problems that I came a lot with these um these ideas that I had, it, it was a lot with uh, invigilate, one of the words that we had before, yeah. which was which is keeping watch on someone. And so I wanted to make sure that you could hide information for sure so that it couldn't inadvertently be seen by someone when it is supposed to be unknown to that person. That's good, yeah. So like hiding something on the underside of a token, that could be a problem. If it's a card, um, uh, Eric Martin recently mentioned in his uh, review of Faye that these hidden identity cards are full bleed. And so you, <laughs> you can, can tell see the, the color yeah. If, yeah, if, if it barely lifts up or it's reflected off the table. And so this information needs to be airtight. And so I was thinking of like writing messages. So it's, it's words that you'd have to read so that if you saw it in a flash, you wouldn't be able to interpret what it meant. Um, so it's, it's secret notes in bags that you pass to people. <laughs> so the so, the one little thing with secret notes is that if you've ever watched Match Game, it's like I watch to see how many letters they write. So oh, so with a secret note, you just need to write more than you. You just got to keep writing. And I see people on Match Game will do it. <laughs> They'll just keep moving their hands, and then they wrote "Wow" or like a little <laughs> tiny word. But um, there is sort of that issue with secret notes. But it's very easily if if a player is smart enough they're going to avoid mm-hmm. it yeah and, and that's the thing i think it would it would have to involve like in another you two people would go into another room like in the in diplomacy you have like a specific room where things take place that other people don't know about yeah but but in all these cases you know something you know that one person has information that you don't um, if you're passing a bag to someone, you know that they're working together. Like it is so tough to keep someone out of the loop of entire phases of the game and keep it still interesting to that person without it. I don't know, almost feeling personal. Um, yeah. cause, cause that's like, uh, like dead last dead yep. last can get crazy personal because you aren't in on something that everyone else is. That's neat. Yeah. So knowing you're not in versus not knowing is, is yeah. There, that's that's a cool distinction and a very different game. Mm-hmm. That's so neat. that's what I had. Didn't I wonder if there's a specific theme. I mean, can you think of a game that used a draft in that way? And Dead Last might even do it, but where in the passing of cards, you're not passing, you know, to take things and give people the junk you're taking you're 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 passing to to give information i'm sure it's been done a ton of times i'm just trying hmm. to think of an example where you're passing to actually to share information more than to not share. than to take it away yeah hmm yeah so like in uh in citadels cards disappear but you don't know who took what yes but that'd be interesting if like cards kept appearing in the hands that you you kept on passing yeah or even the draft you add every turn instead of take so you have your hand and the draft starts with one card being passed (laughs) like i'm just inverting a draft and i'm trying to imagine this in my head and it's like it's breaking my brain right now interesting yeah i don't know that's cool though did you have a third idea 
Uh, the third was just Hanabi. Basically, you just that's <laughs> you know it was the uh, uh, unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the card turning out one that I had was you were going to pick a specific person, and you would both pick a card from your own hand simultaneously, and you would hope that you would both pick the same card from your own hands. Oh, yeah. But like, how would you know what card you had, and how would you signal that they needed to pick a certain card? We have I don't a know. little it's... tiny nine-card game that Christopher Chung made. Uh, called Little White Lie, and mm-hmm. it's Hanabi style. Your cards are facing the other way, and you're trying to pick. Oh my god, I'm, it's been a while since I played it, and I'm going to mess this up. Um, but you're you're picking a card from from your you're picking a card to play that that you don't see, uh, and, mm-hmm. and you're basing that off what you do see on your opponent. So if I see that you have ones and twos, like I'm 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 trying to beat that, uh, and, and terrible explanation mm-hmm. and everything. But what I'm trying to do is. Uh, get one of each number or one of each number of people, and there's two different values on each card, uh, but not break a certain number. So knowing what you have out, I can uh, hope to go low and like, you know, if the higher number will cancel out, the other one stays out. So I'm trying, I'm hoping that you can, you know, break this. Or if I see that you have a bunch of uh, uh, the same icon or whatever, but what the, the choice I have is I look at yours and I see what you have, and I can either play one from mine randomly, or I can pass the turn. And that's mm. really the big, the big choice in the game: is is do I play or pass? And, and it's really just taking a risk. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's so much fun. It's just it's nine <laughs> cards, and you're there's this sort of breaking point where I don't remember if we all lose or just you know the player with a certain thing loses. But yeah, that's one of the few games I've played. And published <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that uh, have that Hanabi thing. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. So the one thing that I just made a note in my notes was I almost want to give myself a cha- a post, and like I say every day, but every time we do this, like a post um, episode challenge. And my challenge mm-hmm. was I thought about it as I was writing this was what would be my Hanabi game. Um, mm. And I almost just wrote like even just a theme just to just say mine would be, you know, I don't know, going blind into a smoky building and you're a fireman mm. um, because I saw a building on fire. today. <laughs> um, Interesting. But I, I I made a note that I want to give myself some sort of challenge like that. So I don't know where that comes into play, but. Mm. Someday, someday I'm going to do I the benefit of the Hanabi one is that I would also want it to be done entirely in hands so that cards don't touch the table. So I'm just adding stuff constriction upon constriction in there. So it'd be an 18 card Hanabi game where the cards don't touch the table. That's hot right now. Uh, yeah, tableless. I don't know what they would call it. There's a name for it. I don't know what it's some, called. Some marketing slick term. Yeah, I I called it years ago a game you could play in bed. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why that was a thing that came up, but it was like, if I'm in bed, what can I play? Mm-hmm. Nice. The answer is Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's usually my answer, too. <laughs> all right, cool. I think that's good. Is it, Did you have anything else? Nope, that's it. All we right. got it all. Unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. we're done. Yay! Alright, see you next week. See ya!